0: hey everybody thanks for tuning in to the marriage is tougher than woodpecker lips podcast this is brian and i'm paul we'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage
1: we can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands now let's get right into the show once again i would like to thank everybody for listening Today we have a little bit of a heavy episode for you. We're going to be talking about divorce and we brought another guest on his name is Carlos. Uh, so we want to welcome him to the podcast. Carlos, thank you for coming in and being willing to talk about your experience. I would also like to officially welcome Harlan Tabron to the, uh, to the team. Hey, that's me. He's going to be a regular voice in your ears. So <laughs> I hope you guys are all uh, willing to welcome him as well. Uh, but again, back to the topic of divorce. Um, first, we're going to ask our guest some questions as we typically do. Um, we're going to allow him to give us his origin story. And then from there, we're going to ask all the questions that you guys might be thinking of. And hopefully through his experience, you will be able to learn something. So first and foremost, Carlos, welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right. Paul, would you like to start with the first question?
0: Yeah, I mean, generally, we just like to ask, you know, who is Carlos? It's a tough question. Um, no, uh, 33 years old.
2: Uh, been married for 14 years. Uh, you know, mostly hard workers. I've been working all my life, you know, trying to support my family. That's the type of guy I am. Uh, just recently divorced. I guess that's why I'm here. So, um, you know, I'm willing to share my experience with this divorce. It's all new. And, uh, you know, I get the mission. I want
1: to help out others. So through my failures, you know, hopefully people learn from who. Now the second question is, uh, how long have you been, how long have you been married? Um, but you answered that already. You said 13 years, right? 14. 14. Okay. I I misheard you. I apologize.
3: Wow. So you were married at, at age 19. Yeah. Wow. Right out of high school. Okay. Okay. High school sweetheart. Yeah. So I guess how long are you guys dating in high school? On
2: and off, you know. Sorry, a high school relationship, um, on and off.
3: Yeah, I've I've experienced those on and off
2: high school relationships. <laughs> but yeah, um, we've been together friends since what seventh grade. Um, we've been through a lot together. High school fights, high school dances. So she's been there for me since yeah. day one.
0: Yeah. How long was uh, your engagement?
2: I think we skipped that part. Um, <laughs> no, um, truth is, uh, she got pregnant and the way it went, my, both my parents are really religious, her parents, especially her dad and my mom. So the way it went, I was, I wanted to step up to the plate, show my parents like, Hey, uh, she's pregnant, you know, I figured with the day I sit, sat down with them and explain to them what's going on. I thought that could help, you know, let's get together, um, let's brainstorm this together. and. We thought we came up with the idea so we just came with a plan to shoot to her parents and my parents and before even telling them we just went to the court and just got married that's
1: exactly what went down uh, are you guys were, are you guys the same age yeah a couple okay. months older wow um so on a lighter side of things what was the best thing about being married
2: i would say having someone Backed me up. I really did lo- love that about her. She backed me up. That was the best thing about marriage for me. I always had that person to go to. Uh, had that person to talk to. I could always depend on her. I think that's the biggest thing.
1: Okay. Um. I like that. I like that because you definitely have to be a team in your marriage, right? In order for it to work, and if that's you know the. mindset that you guys had or that's a mindset that she had you know what i mean um it's like what you guys said before
2: it's like what you guys said before in your other episodes uh best friends Mm -hmm. that was my best friend um like i said we grew up together so it was nice having her i feel like we didn't need the marriage
1: but she was there for me through a lot and um what was one of the favorite characteristics about her her toughness, her tough. She's tough. She's a tough woman. And
2: I love that. That's I'm not saying I'm not tough. You know, I'm a man tough, but she represents a whole different type of toughness. Like it's hard to explain, but she just could roll up to a conversation. You could feel her vibe like, all right, don't mess with this chick. Best thing
0: about her. No, that's fire. That's that's an awesome trait to have for sure. There's a there's definitely a um, I don't know, a respect kind of feeling. I love that vibe because my wife kind of has that same vibe. At least I think like as as you have a conversation, you're like, oh, so yeah. So I, I get that for sure. What would you say was the biggest challenge in your marriage? Biggest challenge?
2: Uh, Getting married too young. That was a huge challenge, especially when you see all your friends, you know, going through college, having fun and I'm home with her, working, raising a child. Um. You know missing out on a lot of you know great experience
1: I think that was that's huge And then uh, the last question we have in the in the preset questions is uh, what was your example of marriage you know from your parents or any other influences you had in your life my parents I think they've been married
2: oh man they're gonna kill me not remembering how many years but it's like 60 plus years Wow Um, and they're still together retired live in Mm Colombia they're living a life that's in my family, that's expectations right there. Um, and that's what I wanted to get to. It's a little uh, disappointing that I couldn't get there. feel like a failure at that. But my parents understood. My mom came right up to me and said, hey, you got married too young. That's the problem. You never got to experience life. So listening to her say that to me
0: felt good. But, you know, I never liked to disappoint. Man, that's that's good to have that statement, I'm sure, that that she gave you. That's kind of affirming, even though you may have felt one way um, she was she was doing she's saying what she needed to say and showing that she supported you in that statement. And I felt like I feel like that would be huge. Yeah, it's always good to have your mom's, you know, having
1: her back and having my back. It's always. uh, Harlan, do you have any questions off the top of your head before we let them uh, kind of run through the history? All right. So I guess at this time, we'd like you to basically Tell your story from your perspective of, you know, maybe what happened or, you know, however you want to dive into that. Well, like I said, gay, married,
2: young. I feel like we set ourselves up for failure from there. Um, Like I said, I was just trying to show my parents I could step up to the plate and uh, also like in a way like ease the pain for everyone. Um, We're both 18, 19. She's pregnant to some, you know, some run away from that situation. I just wanted to step up and show everyone, our, um, but it messed up a lot of, um, uh, like right from the beginning, it messed up a lot of relationships I had with like friends and stuff. Cause they all went to college and, you know, I stood home, started work and, um, worked in warehousing all my life. So there's a lot of long hours at that. And I missed a lot. I think that was, that's what hurt us the most. Um, I missed my son growing up. Um, I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't there for her, but I was there for her in a way. Um, like I left her with my son to raise, um, by herself. We also had her parents, the living situation wasn't the best, but it was convenient. So her parents rented out like the basement for us. And that was supposed to be like, you know, first two years of marriage and then we'll get our own place. It never worked out that way. We, we stood there the whole time. I think I just moved out. Was it two years ago, a year and a half ago. And, uh, That was like a big one like i kept telling her hey come on we could do this let's save up let's move out together let's get our own place i want to own my own house and i felt like we were never on the same page and that was like throughout our whole marriage we were never really connected we weren't on the same page her priorities were different from mine and um, i'm just thinking about it's kind of tough So I guess years later, a big thing, too, that kind of messed up our marriage was I was really overweight. So I hit like 350 pounds. And, you know, when you're that big, you just you don't look at other women. You don't care about that. And then I just changed my life around, started losing the weight. And all of a sudden I started attracting um, a lot more women and attention, confidence boosted up. So that kind of interfered, I'll be honest with you. Um, then, uh, I started working at this one warehouse and I met this woman. We had a connection. We worked long hours together and I'm pretty sure you guys know where it goes from there. And I uh, eventually came out on the table. She found out about it that messed up our uh, trust. And right there from trust, you messed up that trust that was hard to recover. And we still haven't recovered that that was 2018 that happened. And we've been trying to build and work on it just never went the right the right direction um did uh, did you guys ever go to
1: counseling at all
2: yeah we tried counseling uh maybe we didn't go to the right person but it really didn't help us actually it felt like it made it worse um it's hard it's hard to communicate with her that's the biggest thing we can't communicate it will start off soft and then we'll start yelling at each other and that's how it was for every topic every conversation we ever had it, whether it's my son we disagree become the shouting match um bill's got paid. shouting match um if she wanted to do something or if i wanted to do something shouting match everything became
1: okay so this is going to be a tough question But would you say, or what was your role in that? I feel more times than not that we can take ownership of certain situations, right? So I would ask you, is there anything that you might have been able to do different in order to change the dynamic of how you guys conversed?
2: So one of the things I learned from your podcast was put yourself in her shoes and I'm starting I started to do that now with her. So I feel like our relationship grew so much better after divorce. I know it's that's surprising, but we are so much better. Like last weekend we had a great time together with the kids. I can't recall the last time I had a great time with especially with the kids, but our relationship is going the right way. And um that's what helped me the most is just putting myself in her
0: shoes. I uh if I can ask a couple questions. Um more so Man, thanks for sharing that portion. And I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more. But you guys, when you guys started counseling, did you go to just counseling for the marriage or did you guys try counseling uh, individually as well?
2: Uh, I never did counseling by myself. Uh, I believe she did one time. And we did marriage counseling twice. One before uh, the situation that I said I had with another employee, um, and then one after that.
0: Try, I gave it another shot to try to build that trust again. Gotcha. And you said maybe um, you said it, maybe it didn't help you as much as you thought, or maybe make it worse. Did you? Did your counselor ever give you guys tools on how to communicate? Um, either time before or after they ever like give you tools and um, maybe ways that you may not take those things that you disagreed on to an escalation or ways to kind of hash that out um, in a a different manner. Um, Do they give you any of those tools or? It was a while ago, but
2: to be honest, if he did, I felt like she, neither one of us put effort into it, which, you know, falls on us. I can tell you the truth. I think we both started separating at that point. I mean, separation for us was two years ago. We separated two years ago. But honestly, I feel like we separated years ago. And I felt like we only stood together not to disappoint. That was another thing. Who were you most worried about disappointing? Everyone. My brothers, sisters, my parents. Um, at least in my side of the family, marriage isn't, you know, easily broken on my on my side of the family. Like I said, my parents sixty plus years, it's incredible. And I heard all the battles they went through and they still worked it out. And now for me to come after, you know, fourteen years and say, Oh, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. You know, I think I felt the pain more than my parents did. I think my parents were happy. They're like, Oh man, you know, now you could live
3: life and they're right. So today, yeah. They are right. That helped.
0: Yeah, it sounds like. Oh,
3: sorry. Go ahead. Huh? It just just you know living up to someone else's expectation, you know, causes you to carry a weight, you know, that you never really have had to have, you know, carried with you. Um, you know, and it's it's tough because I, I I I've experienced that same kind of you know not wanting to disappoint, not wanting to you know you know have someone else be upset with you, and it, and it it's a, it's a heavy heavy burden to carry. And and assuming that, you know, you've been carrying it since you were, you know, senior in high school, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a long time to carry it. And I could see why your parents, um, you know, might've been happy when they heard that the separation happened because they knew that their son would no longer have to, you know, they, I don't know, did, did, did they know that you carry that burden or is that something that just, you've internalized and just held on to? I held on to that, okay. but I I know they, they know
2: my expectations for that. And I was hard on myself, especially when it came on the table that, you know, I broke our trust. It was like, it was an embarrassment. I was embarrassed. Yeah. Um, And it was all for nothing. You know, it's, I wasn't sure that other woman, I wasn't sure if it was like, I fell in love with this woman. After a while, I found that was just a moment. It was just a lust, Um, you know, she was really nothing. And it messed up everything I was working hard to get. Um, but yeah, it was, it was on me. It's tough.
0: Now when I think about it. I right, get you. Well, oh, what were you going to ask? It was more so on the, the same lines as the expectations. Because it, it seems like, you know, those, the reason that you got married was the expectations and showing that, you know, you didn't want to be like irresponsible, really. Um, and knowing like this is kind of what you quote unquote should do. Um, and also understanding like marriage, obviously the examples that you had, so more long, I was just thinking more along the line of what Harlan was saying. Like that's, that's tough to, to navigate your entire life and just always have that weight on your shoulder. So it really magnifies every situation. You know what I mean? You're like, you're in it, you're dealing with challenges, but I guess I can ask you like, was your heart in it when you first got married? Um, Or when you guys first kind of decided, or was it more so the expectations led to that? I was at that moment, I think I was just
2: avoiding a beating. I'll explain that to you, but in my mom, like, oh man, she's pregnant. Oh God, I'm just graduating. Oh God, my parents are going to beat me. Like, what am I going to do? And, but it really wasn't like that. I was 100% wrong. Actually, the only person. That flipped out on me when they found out everything—the marriage, the pregnancy—was my older sister, because she was more like my mother. Um, my parents both worked hard their whole lives, and um, that's how it happened. Is they worked, we lived in PA. They worked in New York. They left me this house by myself. I used to have her come over all the time, and you know that's where the trouble started. Um, I remember my mom told me she felt responsible for leaving me alone all the time. You know, there was days she would leave me and my little sister in the house for like three, four days and then come back on the weekends or something like on her days off. But um, you know, having this house to ourselves is what led to trouble. Um, so she feels responsible at that. But, you know, I guess that's a, a that goes back to me not disappointing her. That's why there was so much weight on me. Um, she feels like it's her fault. And I wanted to show her it's not. And your son's going to live a good life. I'm going to raise my son right. And, uh, you know,
1: that's, that's where the pressure began, really. So on this topic of you know, expectations, this is maybe more of a question for the, the room. Um, do you feel like there's a line between having those expectations serve as accountability and those expectations becoming unhealthy for a relationship. I don't know uh, who might have an answer for that. I mean, I, in my mind, it kind of sounds obvious, but I kind of just want to pick your brains on how that hits you.
0: Man, say that one more time.
1: So my, my thought is, right, he was talking about the expectations of his parents and how heavy that laid on him, right? But a lot of times what we do in order to accomplish our goals is tell people our goals so that they now become our accountability check right so what i'm thinking is can that go too far right and that accountability feel like too high of an expectation that you have to keep and and then that turn damaging right like it, it maybe freezes you into not being able to i guess you know shift or change your relationship the way you might need to in order to make it healthier so, so I, I love a good
3: accountability partner. You know, I love someone who would be able to hold me to a higher standard, you know, and I've, I have relationships, uh, in this podcast, you know, um, also, you know, outside, uh, within family, um, to be able to, you know, hold my feet to the fire, so to speak. Um, and, and they are, you know, I don't want them to hold me to a level that, but then I also don't want them to hold me to a level that's unrealistic, you know? And so, you know, within that very relationship, there's got to be established some trust where, you know, that person's is going to challenge me, but not to a point where that challenge causes me to, to fail or fall short. And, you know, that's That's, that's a difficult line to, to tread. You know, that's a difficult, you know, road to hoe there because it's a, it is a thin line between, Hey man, do better, be better, be the best that you can be versus, you know, uh, if you don't, if you don't attain to this level, you're a failure, you know, and, and maybe it's not a, maybe it's not a fine line. Maybe those are two different things. Even now, as I speak about it, you know, you don't want your accountability to, to, uh, to set you up to be, if you don't get to that spot you you've messed up you know that i don't think that's that's the value of that relationship i think that accountability partner is just like hey here's you know we've had this talk you know we know where we want to get to what we want to do and um we know what the expectation is here it is let's meet that expectation um and if you can't let's come back and let's re let's re-talk about it let's see how we can get us get you to that to that spot so that's a good question You know, I think you know. At times, it is a fine line, and in being able to navigate who that person is that's
1: holding you accountable and setting you up with that expectation, that that's the key. Cool. Um, So, Carlos, whose decision was it to actually end the marriage?
2: And it was. uh, I would like to say it was mutual between both of us, but you know, I was. So this. How about maybe I'll explain how it went down. Okay so we separated it was father's day the day i got up and left um i can't i don't remember the argument it was a bad argument on father's day i got up and said you know what i can't do this anymore i'm i'm leaving i'm gone we're not working together i gotta go so i just grabbed a few things and i went to a hotel near my job um it was like maybe a week or two till i found a place moved in quickly um You know my parents came helped me set me up and uh you know this is what 32 years old and i got my first place just just sounds bad when you think about it so i had that on my head um it was just tough but my game plan was if i had my own place and she came over because i knew she was gonna come over with the kids eventually she'll come over see my setup see how family um how like a family warm place, relaxing, stress-free apartment I had for her to stay. And it kind of worked. She came for my birthday. I remember us rewind. This was, I moved out Father's Day. My birthday is in October. So it took a couple of months till she finally came out with the kids. And um, like I said, she she stayed. The day of my birthday, she came. She stayed. Stayed a few days, then went back home. Um, then the following week, she came back, stayed again. And it was just from there, we started trying we were trying to make it work um we didn't speak about it but i could tell like we're working together again um it felt right we had our own place at least that's how i saw it um come thanksgiving we had a thanksgiving dinner our first time like our own place it was just me and my kids and of course her and it was beautiful it was like I loved it. Christmas. We had our we our technically felt like our first Christmas tree. It's not, but it felt like our first Christmas tree, the family Christmas tree. I went all out. Beautiful. New Year's, we spent it together. She was there almost a good 4 months after New Year's everything went the other direction. I don't even know till this day what happened. She went home. I was expecting her to come back a couple of days later. Nothing. I got I kept calling her like, "Hey, what's going on?" I can't talk to you. Oh, okay. What do you mean? You can't talk to me. I mean, we have kids here. What's going on? I don't want to talk. I just want to tell you this is not going to work out. I'm just okay. But can you explain what's going on? We'll talk later. And she just like hung up that day. And I'm there. It's like, what's going on? So I kept calling her, calling her, text her. It's just. I don't know what happened. I felt like, not trying to blame people, but I felt someone got into her ear. Like, if you don't feel like I feel like someone went to her and said, Hey, um, if this is, if you're not happy, don't force this. You know, he already moved out, just let him go. And don't know who it is. I'm not even sure that's how it went down. She promised me that's not how it went down, but someone got to her ear. And till today, I'm going to stand by that. And from there on, like, she played cold with me. Like, Gave me the cold shoulder. I kept trying like, Hey, what's going on? Like, I thought we were doing so well. Like, why did you just end up leaving me? Give me, I I started thinking it was another guy. I'm like, is there another guy or something? Like, I understand. I, you know, I did it to you. I mean, I'm not sure if you're trying to get back at me. I don't know why you would do this, but tell me if there's another guy we could work through this. What's going on? And she said there was no other guy. She didn't really give me an explanation. There was no closure, nothing. I was just lost. That was like probably the hardest time. It was a good three months where I was lost. Um, She didn't want to come over anymore. Um, she rarely spoke to me at this point, I was just full of rage, anger. I started st- texting her things like till today, I, I apologize. <laughs> She's going to hear this, so I want to tell her. like I'm sorry for even texting you those rude things. It was you know, you know how a guy gets when they're angry, they start spilling stuff that you shouldn't say, and that's how it felt. And we just let it go. Eventually, we just dropped everything. I did my own thing, she did her own thing. And then we both discussed you know, divorce, like, hey, listen, if you don't want to work on this, then let's just end this. It's, it's probably best for both of us. And that's that's pretty much how it went. The divorce went quick. Like I said, we just went to the court, filed some papers. It was done. But the minute that form came in through the mail saying that we were divorced, that hurt. Complete failure. I felt like someone stamped failure around my forehead. And. Like even right now, I feel my throat choking up and stuff because that's the most disappointing thing I've ever
1: felt. Mm-hmm. That's tough, man. Thank you for, for sharing that. Um, you know, I it's hard for me to imagine being in that scenario of feeling like I can't. I can't repair something, right. Especially as a man, right? Like I can fix anything, you know, as long as I'm willing to try at it, like I I can do this. And I remember having these conversations with you, like this was around the time where I was talking to him about this project that we, we were uh, starting. Um, so with that being the lead, do you think if, uh, you know, this project or podcast had existed earlier in your marriage, it would have helped the two of
2: you? Absolutely. It's a lot of good information on here. And I, I listened to you guys and, you know, definitely would help me. Um, It's helping me now. And that's where I think we spoke the other day. I said, you know, okay, I understand you guys are, you know, trying to talk about marriage mostly, but no one ever talks about the aftermath of like a divorce. And that's why I agreed to come on here. Like it's, I feel like a lot of guys think once a divorce happened, all right, I'm out. Peace, don't talk to me no more. And it's it's, it's not the truth. It's, you know, I want to still work things out with her. Um, We have kids. My kids seem too much at their age. Like they've seen our arguments and I don't want them to go into their relationship with that mentality. So I want to correct it now. I want to be a team. I want to work with her. She's my best friend. I mean, I don't want to cut her out my life. I understand she's going to go and do her own thing, probably get into a new relationship. But I want her to know I'm here for her. Um, I mean how do you cut someone out that's been in your life this entire time since eighth grade seventh grade like you just can't so I, I'm willing to still fix it um, at least our friendship and build from there
1: start all over and that was gonna be another question of mine too sorry Paul um, you know do you do you feel like there's a chance for you guys to you know get back together I'm it's hard to say. I,
2: I think we both till today have to work on a lot of things, but I would never knock it out. I'm not going to say no, like, no, okay. never, Brian. No, yeah. I'm never going to get back. No. Um, a lot of things have to be fixed, repaired, um, on both ends, especially we're we're experiencing new things or not. She's, we're both single now. So she's experiencing new things with new friends. I'm doing the same thing um there's a lot of new things right now for us i think we're gonna have to take some time and experience that because we're just gonna fall right back into that you know mess we made so best way right now is we need some time we need to work on our own things and maybe down the road you never know but to answer your question i can't, <laughs> I can't answer i guess i'll just leave it open
0: you you. yeah um man just uh a couple questions and I didn't want to ask them why you were talking because it was like everything was, you know, lining up. So did you, did you have anyone that you felt like you could talk to or would even be open to talking to like about marriage as you were kind of coming up or growing or who were those people if you did?
2: Hi, Brian. He was the guy I really spoke to. He kind of opened up my eyes. Um, like I said, I didn't really none of my friends are married gotcha everyone's still you know either in a relationship um that they just recently got into so i had you know i'm the only one with marriage experience i would say and the only one i got to know and talk to was brian you know he was married and i, I heard him out like I, I listened to him and say, hey you know he always shared things with me and i was like man i should not have done it that way yeah <laughs> right brian and uh no i thank you for that man he listened to me so you know respect to that but yeah, it's really Brian. I was, I'm not gonna say I'm antisocial. I have friends, but like I said, they, they're all in college at this point. You know, mm-hmm. some come back, they're working, i already worked. Um, I'm already, what, 10 years into my marriage at this point when they all started coming back. Um, now they're in relationship. I think still, one of them just got married. So no, there was no one I could really relate to it or discuss
0: things besides my parents. I have more yeah, marriage Sorry, go ahead. I was just thinking like for, for us in this room, you know, on this podcast and just anyone listening, like just to show even one person, um, that you can talk to about marriage. Like we have to be more of a open community as far as when it comes to marriage. Um, even those people that we may not see that we're close to. And I know I'm, I can be antisocial and just like, nah, I'm good. I'm to myself, but like, we need to be able to speak to others about marriage and like somehow connect where people can trust us enough that we can share what goes on in marriage so that we can just help each other continue or just be an ear to listen to or give a different perspective. I know a lot of times we don't want to share or we're not comfortable, especially as guys, but like, it's so important that we do that. Um, yeah, so I, I was just asking if you had that for those sakes. I got a couple other questions, but I don't know if anyone else has any, too. Harlan, if you have any.
3: Yeah, like, so just I think the listeners are going to gain a lot
0: from your story,
3: Carlos. Um, I think you've laid out, you know, just a number of things that, that you identified as, like, were the issues that, that led to the, the separation and that led to the divorce. Um, and so, like, I was trying to just take notes of just some of the things that you said and, you know, maybe... I don't know if, if there was like one thing that you feel the main reason that you guys knew that you had to separate or that what the main thing that the most destructive thing that was going on in the relationship. So like, you know, of course there was the pregnancy, you know, in high school, you know, um, there was getting married too young. And then like you having missed out on a lot of the, the things that other kids or people your age were, were, were doing. Um, you mentioned living, other people's expectations, you know, and how, um, you know, you wanted to make everyone else around you happy. And I, 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 of course, like I said, I, I, I go through that same, um, issue. Um, you also mentioned the like inability to communicate, you know, like you, you guys are having you no know, conversations and then all of a sudden they escalate to like, like the shouting matches. Right. Um, then the infidelity kind of like pops up, you know, and, and it kind of breaks the, breaks the trust. Um, you know, so there's a, I think the listeners are going to be helped through your pain, you know, through your experiences, but is it, do you think it's a, it's all of those things that was the the detriment or was it just like, a like a snowball effect or like one thing like led to the, the other and it just kept on like going down, you know, getting bigger and bigger. What do you like, I like that the snowball effect. Yeah, I would say that. That's yeah. So and I and I could I could kind of see that as like like I just that's the imagery that I saw in my head. You know, like it. You know, the pregnancy at marriage could be overcome. Like, sorry, it's like you said, if if there was like trusted people around you that could maybe speak to that and 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 help that out. Uh, but if that doesn't, you know, if, if there's not sound like people around you to, to help with that situation and that's the community, like the community around you has to be able to be able to support, you know, to support you to to people in those situations. But if it's not supported at that point and then you, we couple it with something else, then it just, you know, we're adding that thing onto the, you know, the initial catalyst. And then the something else now we're not able to communicate. So there's a lot of things, a lot of pieces of the puzzle, that your story is going to be able to, um, to help other people to be able to see, all right, get help for this situation and let me seek guidance and, and wise counsel to help me through this situation. And based off of that, then when I get to that next point, you know, for you, it was, you know, getting married, you know, right after, you know, maybe someone has that conversation is like, Hey, let's, let's think about this. Let's take a step back. You know, you, you don't have to live up to these other people's expectations. Let's, let's see you know, how we can, um, make this work relationship wise for our child. And then if marriage is the, the, the goal that we get to based off of how we are able to communicate with each other, then that might be the next step. But, you know, um, and so you, you, like you jumped right into marriage, you know, um, because you thought it was the right thing to do. And you did, did someone say that, hey, this is what you got to do. Or was that like, that was just something that you were like, yeah, this is the next step. I got to do this next step.
2: Yeah, no one knew about it. Okay, okay. We did it behind everyone's back and, oh man, (laughs) just thinking about that day. Yeah, we did it behind everyone's back and I, I didn't invite anyone, I didn't tell anyone about it. She actually went, I remember this, she went to my parents' house, sat down with them. I'm at work and she texted me, I'm with your mom right now. And I started freaking out like, wait, 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 no, don't, don't do it. No, 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 not yet. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm calling. I'm calling. I'm calling. She's like, it's, it's too late. I'm speaking to her now and coming home from that day. Oh my God. That was, that was it. I changed my life right there. Everyone found
3: my mom was crying. She couldn't believe what I did. It was, it was a lot. And, and so she told her, she told your mom that she was pregnant and, that you guys got married. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I <laughs> beg you. Please don't do it. Please. Oh, no. not yet. No. Right. day. Because she, she kept telling me, oh, I'm going to give you the time to do it. And I'm like, oh, I well, I will. you know, how you know how it goes. I kept pushing it. Like, I will, I will. I'll, I'll speak to her but I'll speak
3: to her. I'll tell her. I'll tell her. And I don't know. I, yeah. So girls don't like the idea of us kicking the can down the road. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wives don't like that. They're like, hey, you said you're going to do this thing. What, what's going on? But That gotta... goes back to her toughness, though. She there's n-
2: no one could say anything to her. And she's she's. Doesn't care. She just went straight to my mom and I'm terrified of my mom. Like, <laughs> you know, that fear. I couldn't do it. My dad's cool. I love my dad, but my mom's the one that's tough. Yeah. So she just went straight to my mom, like straight to the dragon. Just went right. Looked up at that dragon. I was like, hey, your son and I are having a child and we're married. I was like, no, why would you do this?
0: Yeah. But I mean, it's like real recognized, real, right? Like she's like, OK, we're both from the same cloth like I can't really keep this from her because, you know, she's tough. I'm tough. Like, we're just gonna have to work this out and he ain't doing it right now. So let's just, let's just go for it. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a, a bomb. Yeah. Yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah. Imagine going to your boss with that. Hey, listen, I have to go. (laughs) I have to go home. Like I have to leave right now. I gotta go, man. I got problems. (laughs) No, everything is not okay. I got, I got two very strong females in a room and they're talking (laughs) about me. Yes. (laughs) But, um, you know, shout out to my mom, but she was amazing during the whole thing. Like, I thought she was really going to flip out and she was just so calm and so understanding. Like, and my, my dad too. Oh my God. My dad could give you a speech. He could sit you down and talk to you and you just look at him like, all right, dad. Yeah, right. And, and, you know, he's actually had a lot to do with it. He told me, Hey, you know, you're going to have to step up here. You know, you're having a child, you're married now, you got to do what you have to do. You know, I never want to fail my father, you know, if from everything. He has a lot to do with it, too. Sports. He put me in sports. I never wanted to play soccer. He threw me into soccer, and I did it for him. Like, I'm going to play. And I was actually really good at it. Ping pong? Who's ping pong? My dad does. He threw me into that, and I didn't want to disappoint him. And I'm actually really good at ping pong. And that challenge still goes to you, Brian. But, you know, he was always that guy, too. You never
0: wanted to disappoint. Wow. Man. Um a couple more questions because I don't want to keep saying one more question because that'd be a lie. Um, but that ping pong though, when I'm in, when I'm back East, we're all about it. So, um, do you feel like you did all that you could to preserve your marriage?
2: I like to think so, but I know that's a lie. Um, I could have done a lot more, especially put myself in her shoes. Um, And, you know, now more than ever, I feel like I failed her. You know, I I broke that trust. And she tells me like, oh, there's this guy that came to talk to me. I just look at him like, man, get away from from me, man. You know, that attitude right? like the guy's really just trying to talk to her. And, you know, am I okay with her talking to another guy? I mean, I'm going to have to deal with it. But, you know, we talk about it and we laugh about it. And I'm just like. You know, you shouldn't be so tough like that. You know, be a little bit more open, you know, be open to the, you know, to talking to someone. It's like, no, because he's probably trash and he's probably going to, you know, break my trust immediately from day one. And that's how, like, how she looks at everything now. And I feel like I have a big part to do with that. You know, I don't want her to, to keep growing like that. I want her to let it go You know, and she might find someone But she has to open up so
1: i like that question paul and i think maybe even a better way to ask it is do you think you did everything that you were equipped to do right so without the tools you know that you started hearing in the podcast and everything you know Obviously, if you don't don't know, let's look what we say. If you don't know, you don't know. That
0: was definitely my follow-up. That's perfect. Yep. Continue on. No, that's that's good. It's,
2: you know, I love cars. Brian knows this. I'm a car guy. It's like trying to fix an engine with just a screwdriver. And yeah, that's how I feel. I had a screwdriver i did as much as i can with that and i could do a lot with just a screwdriver so i believe it i believe (laughs) paul did you have anything else
0: yeah how did you work through that you said the day that you got the papers in the mail um it was just kind of like the bottom dropped out and you felt horrible but how are how did you or how are you working through that um that situation i guess i never
2: worked through it actually uh that's why to explain it is I try to cover it up. Like I, I remember getting my divorce paper, I'm just like, yeah, look, man, I'm divorced. Yeah, look, I'm single now. Mr. Single, Bachelor Man, Wilkes Bear, you know, where's the ladies at? And the truth was I was broken. I just all I did was try to cover it up, try to set my emotions aside and just act like everything's okay. And, and I'm not okay. You know, I really do feel like I failed at life. If I failed in the marriage 14 years, like where's that gonna leave me? You know? i'm almost feel like i'm broken um next woman that comes in my life she's gonna hear about this and be like oh you cheating on your wife turn off that's how i feel like the rest of my life is going to be
0: yeah have you um i guess the question is i don't know how to ask this in a, a good way but like have you taken time out to kind of grieve that situation You know what I mean? To really like lean in and like everything you just said, like this sucks and this is what it is. Um, and not even try to fix it, but kind of just like be like this, this is now happening and kind of let it all like flow through or kind of process through. I think this is my
2: grieving session right here with you guys. Um, like i said i'm not really an open person like to discuss things this is really the first time i got to talk about it you know um and it feels good this feels amazing it feels great to get this off my chest so this is a step for me and oh, i want to continue working on it working on myself um like one thing that helped me before was the gym so i'm just gonna hit the gym a lot more um that's the way i get over things um listening to you guys is it's amazing you know you guys inspire me one day do i want to get married I, I lied to everyone say, no man, I'm done with marriage. Never again. Nope. It's not for me. But the truth is, yeah, I want that happy family. I want to have, you know, my kids there. Oh, by the way, you know, I didn't mention her, but if my daughter doesn't hear me, give her a shout out. Like I didn't even mention my daughter. I feel bad. Leia, daddy loves you. I'm sorry. I have to shout <laughs> that out guys. So I'm sorry. But, um, I love it. Love that. But yeah, like I said, it's being with my kids. That's, that's how I get through it. Um, Right now, I feel like I'm stuck in life. I'm just working, saving up, have goals set, and I'm just working through that. And just being with the kids—that's that's really the way I I'm going through life right now. Being with my kids, enjoying them as much as I can. What
1: kind of conversations have you had with the kids about you know the happenings of your uh, of your divorce? Um, I know we've talked about it a little bit, but just for the benefit of the listeners. Have your children expressed their feelings about uh, you know what has happened?
2: I spoke to my son about it. I know he he was there through the whole thing. He saw all the nasty arguments and um, the nasty fights and everything. But, you know, I did my best. I feel like I did my best as a father explained to him, like, listen, sometimes two people are just not compatible. And, you know, me and your mother, we love each other. We love you. And nothing's going to change. Um you know, I'm gonna be there for you. I would never leave your side. You need me, I'll come fly. You're you're like my best friend. And that's how me and my son are. We're just like best friends. He's my son, but we're best friends. And as my for my daughter, she's too young right now. She's starting to ask questions now like, Daddy, um, why you don't sleep in mommy's bed no more? That's tough. When you hear stuff like that, heartbreaking. But um, I haven't sat down and explained anything to her. I kind of try
1: to dodge her questions. So another question. Um... You said you told your son that, you know, sometimes two people aren't compatible and where that sent me is, you know, like 14 years of marriage, right? I don't, I think there might be a better way to explain that, right? Um, so would do you truly believe that you guys aren't compatible or is it, does it lean more towards you just didn't have the tools to, to make it work? So I stole that compatible word from my, my ex-wife. She said that to me.
2: Okay. So and I, I agreed with her. Maybe I felt like we would, like I said, we were never on the same page. What she's into, I'm not into what I'm into. She's not into and you know, we both tried it out. We try things together and it just, it, it never worked. Um, but I feel I didn't have the
1: tools. I truly feel I did not have the tools to be successful in this marriage. What, uh, what tools do you think she needed? or needs, or would need to uh, improve in order for you guys to work in the future, if that were an option? Support. Um, I support meaning like a group
2: that are going through the same thing, like this podcast. This This helps. This will help me for future marriages or marriage, sorry. But yeah, I feel like we didn't have that support. We held our parents as our, like
3: we put them on the pedestal, like trying to be like them. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. So, but you know, with them, you, you, you only get a chance to see like the final, the final product, you know, like, wow, 50, 60 years of marriage. That's, that's the final product. But if they, but if oftentimes just like Instagram, we only see like the highlights, you know, and we just see like all oh, those are great moments that are happening. We don't get a chance to see the struggles, you know, what, what you know, what are the, and Paul, I know you talked about this before, like what are the day to day, you know, when infatuation kind of like dies down, like what is, what are the, the daily struggles that you, you end up going through? And if you don't get a uh, an, an understanding of what those day to day, in in, ins and outs, those intricacies are, then, you know, you're only left with, wow, that's the final product, but you don't see the hard work, you know, like, you know, Kobe Bryant, we see him, you know, um, you know, saw him, you know, just crush it on the stage, you know, and, and, and uh, clutch shot after clutch shot. But we all know, you know, behind the scenes, Kobe was putting in that work, you know, and so when, when everybody was sleeping, Kobe was in the gym. You know, he woke up and probably had a cot in the, not a cot, you, he, you know, he slept in the gym. He, he, he made it work so that when, when it came to the actual event, you know, it looked like it was smooth and effortless, but it was because he did it over and over and over again, you know? And so, um, you know, you, uh, you know, looking at your, my parents have been married for a long time. And if you just look at them on the surface, it's like, oh yeah, they have a great marriage, but you know, and they do, but it's because of the day-to-day work that they, that they put in together.
2: Yeah, I don't think about. It, I don't recall my parents ever really telling me details. I like, I know their history, but they never really told me their horrible, horrible fights. Uh, my dad, like, they were. In, they lived in Peru. They, came, my dad, came by himself for like two years to America, and that's when he started working. And eventually, brought them over. But that, like, I never really went
3: into details. Yo, there's probably some good struggle in story. Bro.
2: And I could think of two years in the country. Oh, come on, not speaking any English.
3: Exactly. Yo. Yeah. Get that story, bro.
2: That might be a podcast. (laughs) I mean, I know there's a lot of history, but like I said, I didn't really have, I didn't, maybe I didn't feel comfortable asking my parents. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a big thing. And that's what I mean by support, having others like in our age group that are married that we could talk to. And I didn't, I don't like, man, I. don't think we have anyone like that. Any friends that we call sit down and in our living room and just discuss and have wine or no, like her friends weren't really my friends and my friends weren't cool with her. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big thing right there. It's, we need to have friends that we all could, we have things in common. That's what
3: I meant by support. Yeah. That's a good word. I like, I like that idea. And the podcast does allow for us to, to be able to support. And that's good. I'm glad you were able to find it right. and, and, and find
1: Brian. Oh, man, 100 grand shout out to my brother says it all the time. My oh, man, 100 grand. Um, you guys have any other questions before we uh wrap this up?
0: No, I just want to you know, say again, thank you, Carlos. Like, I know this is going to help many people. Um, I would just say, whenever you get a chance, you know, in your life when you run across people, just if you consider just opening up and helping them out, um, with your experience, uh, because just like you said, there's just like how we made this podcast. We just don't talk about this. And I don't know why we don't feel like we can ask. We look at what our elders have done before, but I'm like you, like my parents have been married a while, but like, I don't ask them specific stories. I don't say like, how did you get through this? It's just like, I sat there and like, well, okay, they got through it. So like, I know I can, but I have no idea how they did. You know what I mean? So it's like, That's why I appreciate you, you know, speaking and um, just try, I would say, just try to be the person that the resource that you didn't have to somebody else and that um, it's not going to fix, you know, anything, but it will help you just use this time in your life, you know, to help others. And it'll it'll definitely it's definitely a part of your story so you can't shy away from it you can lean into it and like you can really affect a lot of people um to the positive uh because you're strong you're getting through this you're you're figuring it out you're you're opening it up to others you know what i mean you you know uh some ways to help and you could probably get more tools as well but like you're not shying away you know what i mean and that that really um will i know it will change people's lives that come across your path. So I just want to say thanks for that. For that, Yeah. And you know, you you said a couple
3: of times that you, you feel like a failure, um, but I I think what you've done is you've, you've fallen, but I think you're, you're falling forward, you know? And so you're, you're, you know, with the help uh, and support, uh, you know, of the people that you have around you now, I think you're, you're going to position yourself to not feel that way anymore. And then to be, to find the right accountability partners and find the right encouragement, to you know to not ever say that again because bro you're not that's not what you are and just having a conversation with you today is the first day we met even though i think that i've met you somewhere else <laughs> that's a different story but like uh you know the person that i met today doesn't sound like a failure you know the person that i met today for the very first time sounds like someone who uh has acknowledged that they've you know they have had shortcomings um but it's I don't think it's been because of a lack of effort. You know, it ain't, it's not because you, you've you not been trying. It's, you know, it's because of the tools. And so, you know, I think that if you're able to apply the passion and the heart that you've shown us today and and add to it some some knowledge, some education, some you know, education just from, you know, just the conversation that we're having, bro, man, you'll you'll be you'll be fine. And, you know, if you never say the word failure again, uh, I don't want I, I you know, just from bro to bro, I, I don't want you to say that again. You know, I don't want you to think that, you know, and when when the enemy comes in your mind and says, hey, you're a failure, be like, nah, that ain't true. You know, like cut that whole thought off, capture that thought, you know, with a truth that says I'm working hard to try to be the best version of me that I can be. And if you can do that, you'll be you'll be good.
2: Awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Like I'm going to need a copy of that and I want to re- play that all the time on my phone like when I need that that picked me up you know I appreciate that man thank you um like I said uh I think you know for us guys it's pride we're prideful men like and what is it like my man Jay Cole says pride is the devil God drop that talk about the marriage be comfortable get out of that comfort zone and you know that's what I'm gonna do next yeah
1: that's what's up. I definitely want to thank you as well um obviously our relationship as friends has been growing over the last couple of years, I'm I'm thankful that I've, that God put me in a position to affect your life. Right. And, you know, your, your marriage didn't work out the way that you saw. Um, you know, you could say maybe I was a little too late, but I could say, you know, going forward, I, I wish you the best. Um, I encourage you to continue the pursuit of your family. Um, you know, I can't say that, you know, things will, will will work out in that manner. But as Paul said, you know, if for no one else, you know, your, your story, if known by your children, can help them in the future, right? Um, and I would also like to put the offer out there, you know, if it comes to that and, you know, she decides that she would be willing to work on things. You know, you guys could definitely come back in together and have a conversation with us, um, even if you want to do that privately. Right. Um, that's that's something that I would be willing to do. I'm sure we could include the actual counselor in there with that ball here you know but more or less what i'm just trying to say is you know i'm offering to be that community for you guys right um so yeah man i I wish you the best thank you prime thank you and uh give you you know all the encouragement to to push forward and to keep bettering yourself because i i've seen a huge jump from when i first met you which is awesome and you know i'm not trying to pat myself on the back but you know i'm i'm happy that my effort is in you know in your life which is uh you know a good feeling because i'm all about trying to help people so that's awesome any uh, last
2: parting words for uh, the listeners carlos keep fighting keep working on it man um don't give up it's hard it's it's not easy at all so just keep pushing forward cool wrap it there
1: that's it that's it Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, we'd like to invite you to rate,
0: follow, and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered, hit us up on our website, com, or follow us on Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips. Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.